Well, here's a password that gets you up to the front in all the right places. It's cannabis energy. It seems the faster you go, the more cannabis energy you need. So if you want to win, you have to... All right, ladies and gentlemen, it's time for the uh, Friday night open mic happy hour with your host, Marty Cooney. He's Fucking hear it, people. What is going on, motherfuckers? Oh, I'm sorry we've been discriminatory, discriminatory for too long. What's up? Also to fatherfuckers, all right? I feel like they're ignored, they're shunned, they're left behind. It's okay to fuck your dad too, guys. That's what I'm trying to say here. All right, welcome to the Friday night happy hour open mic at Mutiny. I'm your host, Marty. Give it up for me, guys. We're here to have a good time. You guys know the drill. Sign up, go up. Uh, you get five minutes and we'll honk you at four. And don't forget to support the station during, before, or after your set. Uh, two bucks, please. Uh, I want to encourage all of you to try some shit out because honestly, it's only comedians in here. Have some fucking fun with it, okay? Enjoy yourself, get weird, get normal, whatever it is for you that's going to make this worth your time, because honestly, it better be, okay? All right, this time is precious. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go into my stuff. This is, this is what I feel like working on. Uh, I feel like I have been working a lot on being more culturally sensitive lately. Um, I think that's important, uh, but I think it's really tough. You know what's making it tough is those damn Chinese guys. Um, I don't know how to tell them this, but we've got boner pills taken care of in Western medicine. In Eastern medicine, you guys can go ahead and stop making whole species extinct because the animals have pieces on them that look like dicks, and you want to grind them up and take them to become more virile. I don't... I, it's it's come on like we've got this one taken care of western medicine had this covered 50 years ago we got a pill so good it'd give you an erection that might not go away okay if eastern medicine can help you get rid of an erection now we're listening okay that's the problem that we have now all right oh man i don't get what you got to be so virile for anyways you only can have one kid so <laughs> what the fuck like what's the point oh man i can only imagine can you imagine the fucking medical trials for viagra because viagra was discovered on accident it was actually being researched as heart medication uh and there was a the erection part was a side effect discovered can you imagine being part of that testing trial like group god damn they're just been like all right sir you've been uh, taking the pill for two weeks now how does your heart feel like my heart um I don't know what you're talking about. My heart on is great. Uh, a heart on is fantastic. Oh, my God. The wonder drug. They must have gone home to their wives like they just got home from World War II. Like, baby, it's time. You're not going anywhere for a while. After, like, two weeks of that, they're like, honey, slow down. You're going to have a heart attack. And they're like, ha, ha. Funny story about that. It's already taken care of. Uh, it still is effective as heart medication, guys. Isn't that fun? Um yeah, I don't know. Not a lot of religion in China. Uh, actually, there was in the news recently. China, uh, there was they were running um, re-education camps for people who uh, for people who followed the Islamic faith. Uh, Muslims is what they call them, and 
they were running re-education camps because all religion is banned in China. That's not state religion, right? And so in these camps, they were like forcing them to do things against their teachings. Like they were forcing them to eat pork and drink alcohol and stuff like this. It's crazy, right? In other news, I'm converting to Islam and moving to China. Uh, I'll see you guys in a few months. I'm really looking forward to this vacation. Uh, great. I was actually uh, raised Catholic. Anyone else in here have anxiety? Uh it's not a fun name for Catholic guilt. Oh, man. It's like, hey, you know that feeling you get that you're doing something wrong all the time? You are. Uh, <laughs> you were born wrong, guys. Yeah, and like, oh, okay, so it's my fault. Like, yeah, it definitely is. Um, no, I was uh, raised Catholic, but I, I've kind of strayed from the church. I couldn't stand by their stance on homosexuality, right? Pride Week coming up. We can't stand by that, right? Yeah, their stance being um, it's cool if they're 12, yeah, that's when homosexuality is okay in the Catholic Church. That's all good, right? Nah, man, Kevin Spacey, when he got outed as a pedo, he shouldn't have said he was a gay. He should have said he was a priest. Man, that would have been a much better route for him. No, it sucks because I was raised to be very Christ-like, you know, being raised religious. And uh, I am just not in the way my parents intended. Uh, for example, my blood is mostly alcohol. Uh, I'm always hanging out with at least like 12 guys and maybe one whore. Uh, I love flipping tables at flea markets. It's like my favorite pastime. Uh, and occasionally I will stay up for three days, disappear into a deep, dark hole for three days and rise again. Guys, I do that every week. Jesus did that once. I'm your new God now, guys. Give it up. Praise me. Yeah, it's going to be tough, though, raising kids without religion because, like, that God's that, that constant babysitter that you need because I got some little shitty kid karma coming my way. I didn't know that it wasn't okay to punch people in the nuts till I was, like, eight, which is way too late to get that, that rule of life and your uh, rule added to your life. But um, So I'm not looking forward to it. I'm trying to look to sources of inspiration to keep my kids in line uh, from other places. Like... I've started looking towards the animal kingdom. Uh, for those of you who uh, don't watch the Discovery Channel, uh, there's some animals like uh, hamsters and opossums. They, the mother will uh, eat about half the litter. Yeah. And you better believe the rest of those little fuckers aren't acting up, right? That's got to get them in line. You know, at any point your parent could consume you. Man, that's got to be a real attitude adjustment. I should probably point out that I'm not talking about actually eating my children. Um, I'm talking about making my kids think I eat children. And that's an important distinction, okay? So right about when that my time, my kids start forming memories, I'm going to have one of those... Uh, like really lifelike, like really realistic looking cakes that looks a lot like my kid. And so the first thing that they're going to remember is me just eating this cake that kind of looks like them and be like, yeah, you know, little Jimmy here, uh, he always cried when I told him it was bedtime. He's not crying anymore now, is he, huh? <laughs> Eat your fucking vegetables. Oh, man, I'm going to be a great father. Oh, boy, I'm so excited. I'm so excited about it. I've got so many uh, good dad jokes lined up. You guys like dad jokes? You know, like simple jokes, little kids can get them. They don't, not too complicated. Like, uh, here's a good example. Um, uh, when I die, I hope I'm not buried in a coffin. I feel like I'm more of a sarcophagi. Yeah, feel that just ooze into your pores. Oh, that is rough. Yeah, that's more of a mummy joke. I better keep that under wraps. Oh, God, guys. Oh, can't stop. Oh, man. 
I really probably shouldn't be telling dad jokes anymore, though. Not after my doctor told me that I'm sterile. Um, no more dad jokes for me. I'm kidding. I'm not sterile. Actually, I've had like six vasectomies and none of them have taken. Oh, my God. I'm like the Wolverine of the vast deference. I am so virile that I am being hunted to extinction in China. Hey, guys, that has been my set. That's us starting off the happy hour open mic. We're having fun here. We're going to get things going. I'm going to reiterate, guys, please, please, please support the station. And uh, I'm going to also bring up your first comedian, fantastic guy, lost his best old buddy. I don't know. Is, is he okay? Yeah, he's dead to you. Uh, and I'm probably dead already. You're a good point. Uh, but here he comes. Give him a big round of applause for John Gallagher. Party people's in the place to be. Just for you. All right. Hey, guys. I uh, I'm have bad news. I'm getting kicked out of my old apartment, and that sucks. That's yeah. That's kind of it's kind of a woo, honestly. It's good. My uh, my landlord slash roommate is a real creep. He's a closeted uh, meth head type man. Uh, and you're like, this seems like a weird uh, judgment to make. John's like, well, I say he's closeted because he's getting married to a Chinese lady, but he did definitely try to sexually assault me and tried and succeeded uh, a few months ago. Uh, so, the, but this is how it is. Like, you know, in most Me Too stories, we can all agree, sexual assault is nothing to joke about unless it happens to a man. Okay, that's the rule of thumb. Sexual assaults, when you're a guy, is always hilarious. That's you got your dick grabbed. That's funny. What are you crying about? Shut up. But this thing, though, is creepy because the way he did it was something out of, like, a, a fucking cartoon. And I'll, you'll understand a little bit more about what I mean in a second. So I'm sitting there. I'm drunk in my house. And he starts, like, we get, we, he's drunk as well. But he starts being really bizarre. And he goes, like, hey, why don't you come and sleep in my bed? I'm like, fuck, no, get the fuck out of here. What are you talking about? And he keeps, like, coming on to me, like, very overtly. But then he kind of shifts into overdrive. I'm sitting in a chair in our house that's broken. He's like, here, let me, like, adjust that so you can, like, rest more like I'm like, no, fuck off. Don't don't come anywhere near me, you fucking freak. Don't, don't fucking come near me. He's like, no, no, let me adjust that for you. No, no, here, I got him. Like, no, fuck off. And then he comes, he reaches in, and then what he does is he fakes like he's he's reaching for the adjuster of the seat. He stages a pratfall. He stages a pratfall, so he slams his head into my cock to try and rub up on my dick so he can get a feel for my cock outside of my pants. Now, I know we've all watched enough cartoon scenarios where, I mean, how many times is, have you seen a guy in the Castro pick up another guy like this, right? He just he slips on a banana peel, and then he sucks a, a guy's dick on the street. You know, this is, this is the easiest pickup in the world, right? This guy just trips and falls on another guy's dick, and he's like, well, this is a sure thing. I mean, he's going to, he has no choice but to let me suck him off after this. And in case in point, he, his face slams my crotch. I fucking throw him off. I'm like, get the fuck out of here. I'll beat the shit out of you. What the fuck? He skitters off to his room. The thing wasn't like a fucking, like a cockroach. Yeah, yeah. So he, but the thing is, it wasn't like, God damn, I've been assaulted. That was never the first thing I thought of when this happened. My first thought was, that was a terrible fall. Like, that was the worst fake trip I have ever seen. And that's the thing, is like, what if he gracefully and skillfully just landed beautifully on my dick? And I'm just like, God, he's an artist. I didn't know. Please, get get to work, you beautiful magician. Just make me come, you glorious man. 
Because, like, it doesn't make me, like I said, this didn't make me gay, but it did give me a, a respect for vaudeville. You know, that's what I think. It's just, it's like, this guy was a master tumbler. Who knows where I'd be in the Pride Parade this year. I don't know. I just a fucking weird thing. He's he's moving in with a Chinese lady. He's he's moving her. It's like a weird situation. And the thing is, he's moving in a Chinese woman to our house. So now I can associate with like ninety percent of San Francisco because I know how it is to be displaced by an Asian lady. You know, that's you moved in, got to move out. Um, other things I was doing. I was watching a lot of '90s hip hop videos recently. I like watched a lot of '90s hip hop videos. Listened to uh, a lot of podcasts. And if you know '90s hip hop, uh, there's a lady called Superhead that used to show up in a lot of these videos, and she was a lady that sucked everybody's dick. This is a recurring theme throughout this set. Apparently, I didn't know. I didn't know that was going to happen. But, but she got into videos because she sucked everybody off. And then in podcasts, they advertise a product called Alpha Brain. Do you think that like if Superhead was a Pokemon, like Alpha Brain would be here, like? galaxy brain type her scenario you know like superhead could walk into this room and blow everybody but alpha brain could just close her eyes and make everybody come in a five mile radius you know just like a a carry scenario just like ah! the house is painted that's what you call coming in your pants you get that the house is painted uh Dwayne the rock johnson i found out he apparently has to stay jacked because he if he's not jacked he will just grow insanely huge tits did you guys know that yeah, and that's that's hilarious. I don't know. I think that is like the coolest late career renaissance anybody could ask for, right? Like, we've seen The Rock be jacked and like, you know, stop bombs and save people from earthquakes. Let's see The Rock try to not get titty fucked. I think that's a pretty cool, that'd be a great movie. You gotta, you gotta disarm this bomb. Try and do it without getting your sweet, beautiful breasts violated, Dwayne. Dwayne the Tits Johnson has to try and not knock himself out with his triple G huge Samoan tits. All right, that's enough. <laughs> John Gallagher, everyone, keep it going. Sucking off your funny bones for about five minutes there. Let's keep this train rolling, everyone. Your next comedian had a great time at the Blue Lagoon in Santa Cruz last night, and he's going to make you laugh right now. His name is Warhol Kaufman, everyone. Give it up. When did all the mics get afros, though? God, the fucking mics looking like Mike Evans Jr. My girlfriend, my ex-girlfriend just got the pre-abortion sonogram. Everyone's looking healthy. Everything's looking good. It's nice. A lot of people don't like it. Um, seeing ugly guys with beautiful women, you know? A lot of people don't like seeing hideous dudes with gorgeous ladies, but I like knowing where the cocaine is. Do y'all believe in staying positive? Oh, well, they found a cure for AIDS, but never mind. Forget it. Isn't it weird that there's so many gay babies in Africa? <laughs> I would kill to be an assassin, guys. I think we need to end women's suffrage. Haven't women suffraged enough? I was talking to this comic the other day. I, I don't want to use his name. I'll just call him Perry Mason. And uh, I was like, Perry, I think I'm addicted to cocaine. 
And he was like, me too, but not as much as weed. And I was like, we're not as much as weed. Definitely not as, not as much as I'm addicted to weed. Teflon causes cancer. So if you get shot with armor-piercing rounds while wearing a bulletproof vest, look out. When the Negro said, it's good to see you, I thought he was being all deep, diasporic, and pan-African, but apparently I just know him. Uh, in Portland, there's a lot of strip clubs. You can go to just about any bar in Portland and see pussy on stage for a dollar, which makes me wonder what my act is worth. I've been starting to feel like our entire universe might just be a Matrix training program for LeBron James. I've learned the difference between comedy and fun. I want to be a professional comedian. Is he funny? He feeds his family. He's hilarious. Not one of you miserable creatures in this godforsaken world could stop Bob Ross from painting motherfucking landscapes. That nigga was a landscape painting fool. Thank you. The master of the abortion. Uh, comedy and in life. Uh, I don't think you're addicted to cocaine. I think you're addicted to fun, Warhol. It's two different things, okay? All right, guys. We'll bring up your next comedian. Try to be careful. Try to look out for the hot fire that's going to be coming out of this guy. Give it up for Jeff Dean, everyone. Everybody, give it up for Marty, huh? Yeah. You ever... Sometimes uh, people say stuff to me, and I just completely... I'm thinking about other stuff, you know, and I don't hear them at all. Has that ever happened to you guys? I uh, was at the grocery store the other day, and the cashier was like, would you like some bags? And I said, no, because I wasn't listening, you know? And, um, and he was like, are you sure? And I'm like, yeah, I'm sure, you know? And then he said, are you sure you're sure? And then I got offended. I was like, you think I'm some unsure? Like, oh, you know, like pushover. Like, I, you know, now that I think about it, I'm not sure that I'm sure, you know? So I was like, yeah, I'm fucking sure. You know, I didn't say it that loud and I didn't say the N word, but you know, I'd, so I was like, yeah, I'm sure. I, I said F word. I didn't say the F word. <laughs> God damn it. Now I'm going to listen back to this and be like, wow, that was so funny. And it's, it's only funny because I said the N word, but I didn't say the N word. I said the N word. So anyway, it's okay. <laughs> I didn't say the F word. Or the N-word, just so we're all clear. <laughs> so anyway, I'm like, yeah, I'm fucking sure without the F-word. And then he rung me up and I realized that he asked if I wanted bags. And guys, I had a lot of groceries. 
So I had to fucking like carry all these groceries. I looked like, have you seen like cartoons where like the mom cooked way too many stuff, too many dishes to carry all at once. I'm like that walking outside. I had to walk all the way home like that. I don't have a car. It was embarrassing. So I'm trying to listen more, be more present, meditate. That's the lesson there. Every, every joke I have, it comes with a lesson after packaged. I got made fun of a lot growing up. I got called uh, Homo Dean for about six years, which is, that's homo for homosexual, and then my last name, Dean. So, not very clever, I know. Um, I tried to bargain with him. I was like, how about you call me Dean the Boner Eating Machine, you know? Then you can still call me gay, but I sound strong, you know, machine. Um, so... One of the guys, now, like, I like to look at people's Facebooks of the people who made fun of me, because most of them are fucking losers, you know? They make me feel great. They're all in Reno, so I'm killing it compared to them. All I had to do was leave Reno, you know? But one guy, he's a linebacker for the New England Patriots. He's not a loser at all. He's a winner. He won the Super Bowl. Yeah. He also lost one of the Super Bowls. I was very happy. They're like, Jeff, why do you hate the Patriots so much? I'm like... You don't understand. <laughs> it's that one guy. who He had a pass interference in that game that wasn't called, by the way. But anyway. Um, so, yeah. He went, he, he, he went pro in wrestling. Or in, God damn it. He went pro in bullying. He's a pro bully now. He went from bullying me to bullying Aaron Rodgers. You know, and that actually, if you put it that way, I feel a little better, you know, kind of, I'm like in the same playing field as Aaron Rodgers, not a football field, but you know, it's about the way you, perspective. That's my lesson for that joke. It's perspective. It's all about perspective. All right. Did you, did you horn me? Oh, okay. All right. Uh, I really like Adam Sandler. I'm a big fan of Adam Sandler. Um, yeah, I like him a lot. I think, you know, everyone's talking about who's brave, you know, plus size models are brave. You know who else is brave? Adam Sandler's brave. And I'll tell you why. Cause he keeps putting out movies that nobody likes and he, he doesn't care at all. He keeps putting out movies that are worse and worse every time just because he loves, he loves making movies. He thinks they're good and he doesn't give a fuck what you guys think. He made a movie, Grown Ups, that got a 10% on Rotten Tomatoes, and you know what he did? He put out a fucking sequel to that movie. That's how fucking brave he is. I hope to be that brave one day. You know? I am very self-conscious. I bought a pair of green headphones in college once. I was like, these are pretty cool. A little flashy. They were like the Rasta colored d- green, and I was like pot smoker guy you know and I brought him home I brought him I showed my friends and they're like green interesting choice green and I was like I didn't say anything but I left and I went and took them back and bought a black pair because I couldn't couldn't do the green interest saying something's interesting is the worst thing you could do when my mom visits and I cook her food she's always like this is interesting and then she doesn't eat it because she's a fucking bitch fuck her anyway sorry that was it that's my time. Thanks, guys. Yeah, fuck Jeff's mom, everybody. Yeah. You know, Jeff, Jeff, you are brave. Coming up here with that speech impediment like that, that was really brave of you to do. That was wonderful. 
All right, guys, let's keep this thing moving along. We got a fresh face to the room. Uh, second time on stage ever. So why don't you guys make it real loud for Capital, everybody? We twist this, changes. I took time and rearranged this style. Hi. Uh, so yes, my name is Capital. No, my mom did not come up with that. She's uh, not that smart. Only I'm that smart. Um, a lot of people have told me you can't come up with your own nickname, but everybody who says that already has a really cool name, and that's what I call black privilege. Um, if you're white and you have a cool name, everybody either wants to have a discussion about it because they assume you're crazy and they want to know how bad, or they just assume it's really bad and treat you like you're homeless and asking them for money and they try to get away from you. Um, the third option, though, is that they get really excited. Like you said, you're a comedian, and they expect, then they expect you to do something really cool, which I can't do, so then we always both end up disappointed. Um, but it's actually been great for weeding out shitty people. Um, it's kind of like having a big-ass pimple smack on the center of your nose. If you ever meet somebody who seems to be treating you poorly because you have a pimple, then you actually kind of lucked out, because all the friends that they have with perfect skin and cool names and, well, actually not cool names, um, they usually end up like pitbull puppies on the street with no idea what to do once they finally get a pimple on their nose. Um, doesn't end up well for anybody. Um, but back home in West Oakland, uh, nobody really cared about my name because everybody had one. There, the name didn't make me cool. Nobody's going to bother to remember my name if I'm not cool to begin with. Um, so that's what I set out to do. Uh, first step to cool as a white kid. Uh, in the hood, if you're not dangerous or good at selling drugs, is to either come up with a cool name or a face tattoo, just so you can, you know, show the world that you've got something to prove. Because um, nobody who's ever been understood has got a face tattoo. Um, if you come in with a name like Kyle, people are gonna sell you stuff, but they're not gonna want to talk to you because uh, they're gonna assume you have no confidence, like most Kyles, and therefore have nothing to say. Um, but you got to be fucking brave to tell a pimp named Bearclaw that your name is Capital. Because you know he's going to fuck with you until you prove yourself. And that's exactly what I did. Um, so I actually lucked out. The first day I met Bearclaw, he gave me a $10 bag of weed and a book that he read in jail that he thought I would like. Um, and I wanted to impress him, so I sold the bag of weed to my friend for $20. Then I bought more from him, sold that for 40 rinse and repeat. So at the end of the day, I finished his book. And I had about $200 in my pocket. And I thought it would impress him, but when I showed him, he wasn't really impressed with my money because he'd made more off me that day, off me trying to re-up and get something from me. Um, and I thought it was really cool because I felt like I'd been sitting in the trap like Future just dodging cops and fighting enemy gangs when really all I'd done was call 10 white kids that had a lot more money than me. Um, but. He was not impressed with my 200, but he was impressed with the fact that I managed to finish that book in the day, because he had to read that book in jail, because he couldn't focus on it outside of jail. Um, so then he did me a favor, and he introduced me to everybody else in the neighborhood with the name Capital. So I've got a whole hood calling me by this name. So y'all can call me whatever you want, but I'm not going to respond, because I can just go talk to them if I want. Um, that's everything I got, though. So thank you. It was a good time. That's capital, everybody. The last guy I was expecting to get explained about the hood from today. Uh, I know this is radio, so just picture a humongous black guy. Uh, that's who was just doing a set. All right, guys. I'm going to bring up your next comedian. Uh, very unfortunately, we are losing him to the New York state of mind pretty soon. 
Uh, he's going to take his badass hog and ride it on out of this town. His, this town that he loves so much. So why don't you guys give a big round of applause for Matthew Banks. Marty Connie, give it up for Marty. Yes, all right, all right. Um, let's get to it. When I was a kid, um, uh, I was uh, touched by my uncle, and uh, the only way I was able to get through it, guys, is I would just close my eyes, and uh, and I would imagine it was my aunt. Uh, some of you pulled back on that. I get it. I mean, chill out though. Like I was only partially molested. I uh, never came. It was not. It was not that hard. It was not that big a deal. Um, so uh, yeah, I had a tough childhood. You know, growing up it was pretty rough for me. When I was uh, 15, I had this. I had this nervous breakdown. I didn't know what the fuck was wrong with me. I thought the government was trying to kill me and stuff. And uh, yeah, like I thought everyone was out to kill me. I thought my parents were trying to kill me. And uh, I had this horrible, deep, dark depression. I was afraid to go outside. And I would, uh, I would pray every night. I would say, dear God, please fucking kill me in my sleep because I don't want to wake up anymore, right? And uh, then I wake up in the middle of the night with these cold sweats. And I would be pissed off at God that he didn't kill me. It would be absolutely horrendous. And uh, then I don't know what happened. I had like a spiritual awakening, right? I was sitting there praying and uh, I got this huge relief because God talked to me and he said, don't worry, Matthew, everything is going to be okay because you're a straight white male. (laughs) Everything is going to be handed to you in your life. Consider it a privilege when you go to the mental hospital and they're beating the fuck out of you to detain you. Everything is going to be just fine. That actually worked that time. All right. Uh, I got a little uncomfortable. Yeah, so they put me on all this medication, right? And Because uh, I, I would have this horrible social anxiety. It was pretty rough to talk to people. And it was like this tranquilizer. And they said, look... Uh, you're going to have a lot of side effects. <laughs> it's like, uh, is that your appetite is going to greatly increase and you're probably going to get really fat. Like, All right, 10-4. Uh, um, he's like, you're probably going to tremor. No, you are going to tremor uh, really hard. And you're not going to be able to sit in a chair for very long. Uh, you have to stand up in class to take all of your exams. Um, he said, but that social anxiety, that's exactly what this is for. Because everyone's going to be horrified to talk to you. <laughs> you can just isolate in the corner. You don't have to say anything to anyone when you're drooling on yourself. Um, it's going to be good. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm from Mississippi, and in case you can't tell yet. Um, and uh, it's uh, weird because my parents are actually really liberal, and, uh, but my, all my friends were rednecks. Thank God my parents were like these snobby liberals that won't talk to anybody that don't agree with them because I would have had no friends. <laughs> um, so, you know, say what you want about the rednecks, but they know how to have a good time. Like, they would teach me all kind of valuable shit. Like, they taught me how to rebuild a tractor, and I would teach them how to read. We we had a really good relationship. And, um, you know, but I got, I got here, and all my friends are gay for the most part. And, uh, 
you know, I, f I try to look for similarities and not differences, and I found out that gays and rednecks have a whole lot in common. Like, did you have any idea that they both absolutely love meth? <laughs> I, f I fucking, I was blown away by this phenomenon. <laughs> and uh, I found out, I was talking to my gay friend about it, he's like, yeah, dude, we smoke meth and then we blow the shit out of each other. <laughs> It's like, that's the most savage thing I've ever heard, Raul. And uh, I figure the rednecks, though, they're smoking meth, and then they lie about the fact that they blow the shit out of each other. All right. Um, oh, so I'm a... Uh, you know, so my whole life has, you know, because I had this, this horrible childhood. So my whole life, because everyone was so afraid to talk to me for so long because I was such a fucking psychopath, was becoming this approachable guy so that people would come talk to me. So, like, by 21, I was, like, the most approachable, unfuckable guy <laughs> you've ever met in your life. Uh, it turns out non-threatening doesn't get you much vagina. <laughs> But I'm okay with it. <laughs> so is Marty. All right, everybody, give it up for Marty. Give it up for Mississippi Big Hero Six, everybody. All right. Oh, that he's right about that meth thing. Man, does that? I accidentally did meth a couple weeks ago, and I did. People had told me about the horny thing, and I was like, "Yeah, I'm sure it does." But then I was like, "Whoa, this is." I've never felt anything like that. I was like scrambling through my old computer looking for an old sex tape I had made with my ex I broke up with two years ago. Like that's how fucking like wired up and crazy I was and horny. Crazy stuff. I'm gonna go, I'm gonna substitute a quick story here. I'm sorry, but while we're on that topic, my brother uh, used to be OPD, Oakland PD, and he. Um, one time they served a warrant on an apartment uh, for people that were dealing meth, and they were meth users as well. Uh, they served the warrant, meth everywhere, money everywhere, easy bust, uh, but there's a safe in the corner, and the, asked them to, the, my brother asked them to open the safe. They refuse. He asked them again, like, come on, what else could there possibly be in here? We've discovered everything. I was like, please open the safe. They're like, fuck. Uh, they finally get in like some safe crackers to open it, and the only thing in the safe was a big black dildo. Uh, <laughs> and apparently... They had just had so little restraint. That was the only thing in their house they had to lock up. <laughs> uh, no, that gave me a new perspective that day. All right. Speaking of which, your next comedian has plenty of new perspectives to offer. <laughs> the Godmama of Mutiny. Give it up for Pan Benjamin, everybody. Yay, Marty Cunny. You look so much like my dad in that outfit. <laughs> that I actually uh, feel, yeah, no, it's, you look like you're going golfing. You look like you just got out of a Jimmy Buffett concert and you had to leave early because you had a tea time. Like that's what you look like today. I'm sorry, is anybody else like Jimmy Buffett? Does anybody else have daddy issues? Your parents love you? That's so sweet. I'm so glad for you. Uh, I don't watch porn because I watch World Cup. It happens once, once every four years. <laughs> Holy fuck. I watch World Cup because I get to watch a lot of really hot millennial men achieve their goals. <laughs> like they're literally achieving their goals right in front of me, millennial men. It's so beautiful. It's World Cup. <laughs> I also get to drink at eight in the morning. <laughs> I'm like, I get one month every four years to drink at eight in the morning. 
fuck work, <laughs> World Cup. <laughs> like, I have all these things that are so scheduled in my life. And I'm like, you know I'm going to show up drunk, right? And they're like, so, but, uh, World Cup. And then, uh, oh, okay. Fair enough, once every four years. Pam gets, I mean, I'm high all the time, but now I get to be drunk for a month. It's good. Have you seen how hot, I mean, the only reason I really love the Iceland team is I was hoping they would stay in for a long time so Bjork could continue doing the commentary at the World Cup. <laughs> Gilding son is so hot. He is, he's a fucking angel. This guy has like this gorgeous. I mean, I could. I was like, he must be on every poster in Iceland. This guy is like. I was just like, <laughs> how can anybody watch? I'm just gonna be really bummed when they're out. They're not gonna be in the second round. Like I said, I don't watch porn. I watch World Cup every four years. There was a tree man that took his shirt off, and I was like, holy fuck. <laughs> Don't watch porn. I don't have any other jokes about that. I am such a prude. Uh, oh, uh, okay, I have new things. I have that World Cup joke. I thought that one with goals would get more laughs because it's actually a written joke that I was very proud of. Like, millennial men that achieve their goals. They're all in their 20s. Do you get it? Because they're shooting goals. Like, I thought it was a really well-written joke and you guys are like, Bleh. tried to actually write a joke today. <laughs> Instead of just talking about how my dad doesn't like me. Father's Day. Anybody else love Father's Day? Anybody else have a nervous breakdown this weekend? Just me? Nope. Cool. I used to cry to my cat, but he's dead too. So I mean, it's just... Whew, it's been rough. You gotta... You see, that's, that's the problem in my life is I can only find things to love me for 16 years at a time. It's like my parents, my cat, and then they just die. I mean, my parents are dead to me. Now my cat is literally dead. I've only been with my boyfriend for five years, so we have a shelf life. of. What's the math on that? Is anybody look good at math? I don't. 11 years. Good shelf life, 16. I should say something funny. What was I talking about last night? I'm sorry, I've really just been drinking a lot because of World Cup. George thinks it's hilarious. He's like, I love it when you're drunk and weird. You know what the fuck you're saying. It's hilarious. I'm like, no, it's not. I listen back to these and I'm like, fast forward. I have real jokes, I promise. What have I been talking Oh, I added a new tag. I added a new tag to my... um to my joke about abducting a fifth grader and trying to win the motherfucking science fair. So I need to abduct a fifth grader so that we can do um, a mapping project where we sit at different corners and we watch the MTA Gestapo go by and we actually map the times and places when they give you tickets. What a helpful fucking science fair project. Could you imagine? Great for kids. They're mapping. They're doing things. They're taking research. And then we get to know when the fucking Gestapo's... You know they only come once a week, but like the ticket... Anybody else have a car in San Francisco? Tickets? No one else care? You're like, yeah, I live in San Francisco. 400 bucks a month? I don't give a fuck. Whatever. I live in San Francisco. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, rich people. I was supposed to have jury duty this week, and I didn't have to go, and that was amazing. And I'm actually kind of bummed, because I was looking forward to it as a promotion thing, because um, I like to stand up there, and they say, what's your name? I'm Pam Benjamin. What's your occupation stand-up comedian and then you get a laugh and there's like 80 people there and then you get to say you're a communist and pass out flyers nobody else promote at jury duty put them in the bathroom <laughs> put them everywhere they're like you're not supposed to leave these here fuck you <laughs> it costs three cents a piece anyway 
Uh, I wish that you guys had thought my World Cup joke was funnier. Marty Cunny, yay! It's all part of the process, Pam. That's why we're here. Come on. Give it up for Pam, guys, one more time. Come on. All right, let's keep this train rolling. We're having fun, guys. This is a good crowd. You guys are have your eyes up and open. This is this is a step up from my usual Friday nights. So why don't you guys keep it going for your next comedian, Alyssa Westerlund? Come on! Is that like the people he hangs out with on Friday night are usually asleep? Uh, and I don't know. Is that like a kind of a subtle rape joke there? Were you, what were you trying to say? What were you? Anyway, I was fucking this guy the other night, and uh, it, it was it was funny. You know, like he just he gave me this full body massage. You know, covered me in coconut oil. I was so just slippery and lubed up. You know, and then he just he just slips his his dick right in there, and uh, he starts you know he starts fucking, and he's just like, God, I'm fucking you so good. Oh my God, I'm giving you this dick so good. Oh my God, this dick is so good. I'm giving you the best dick. And I'm thinking to myself like, yeah, I mean, it's a dick and everything should be working, uh, but I'm but I'm bored, you know? So I just tapped him on the shoulder and I said, I'm bored. <laughs> and then I rolled over, I put my little whore dress back on and uh, I called myself an Uber. And, you know, and he just, like, kind of dropped his jaw, and he was like, but don't you want to see my art? And I'm like, listen, buddy, you, you start with the art, okay? And then you work your way to the coconut oil. And then the penis, right? It's art, coconut oil, penis. That's the order that we do things. Anyway, ladies, if you're ever in a situation where you're fucking some guy and you really don't like it anymore and you want it all to stop, just tell him you're bored. Uh, because he'll be so busy questioning his entire sexual history, he won't do anything, right? He'll just drop his jaw and offer to show you his art. Um, that's Anyway, uh, I just broke up with my boyfriend because he told me that he he's not in love with me, right? Shh, he's not. No, that guy... That guy's still in love with me, and I have five boyfriends, Pam. This isn't like a sad story or anything, okay? So um, <laughs> I broke up. So I broke, he says he doesn't love me. He's not in, he loves me. He's not in love with me, but he would like to keep fucking me. And I was like, wow, that was really honest, you know? Um, so we're still fucking because honest men are hard to find. <laughs> so really, uh, no, one of the other uh, boyfriends I've got, let's just call him that, you know, because what else are we going to call him? Like my whores, you know, I don't like that word, you know, it's degrading to women. But um, anyway, this other guy I'm fucking, he's a Sikh. <clears throat> and uh, no, he doesn't take the turban off, okay? It's, it's really hot. It's really hot. Uh, I've tried to rip the turban off a few times, and I feel like if I ever managed that, that would be like assault. That would be like, that would be like me actually crossing the line. Like, I feel like he needs a safe word with the turban. Like, like I don't know. I don't know what, what, I don't know. I should probably look into the Sikh religion and find some stuff out, but I feel like there's probably a word he could say that I wouldn't know what it meant, but I would recognize that meant fucking stop touching my turban, bitch. Um, anyway, let's see what else I want to talk about. My mom. Uh, my mom says I'm a liar because I tell people that she gave me mushrooms when I got my first period. First of all, that's something that would be really hard to come up with, as in, like, who would imagine that a mother would give her daughter mushrooms when she started bleeding for the first time? So she says if anyone ever asks her, she's going to tell them I'm lying. Uh, she also cries when I call her a midget on stage. So every time she, she just cries. And recently she told me that uh, someone stole her ballot. Anyway, what I'm trying to say is that <laughs> my mother is insane. Uh, I, I saw 
so love my mom. I so love my mom. I, I don't know where I was going with that. So I just went to the trans march, you guys. I went to the, I wasn't actually, I didn't, oh yeah, fuck yeah. Um, it was just kind of weird for me, a little conflicting because at the end of the day, I don't understand trans people, right? Like, I, I really don't understand them. I, I don't hate them. That's not what I'm saying right now. It's not that I hate them. I just, I don't fucking understand, right? Because if you think that having a vagina is going to make your life better, you don't know what a vagina is, right? It's a fucking gaping wound people are trying to stick stuff in, right? Like, half the time I'm fucking bleeding. Like, this one time, I swear to God, cottage cheese was coming out of there, and I was just like, holy shit, like, I fucking hate cheese, right? Like, I'm lactose intolerant. Like, this is bullshit. Uh, there was definitely a fish up there, but I couldn't find it. You know, like, I've almost had whole people come out of me. Like, that's fucking traumatizing. Like, maybe having a penis would make my life better, right? Like, because I pretty much dress like a homeless woman. Like, I'm so scared of men. Like, I just want them to stop following me home from BART. You know, like this last time, I just covered myself in shit because I'm not getting raped again. Okay, have a good night, you guys. Thank you. Positive, mandatory, capital statements. I am the teacher preaching. Alyssa Westerlund, everybody. Fun, fun material for all of us. Yes, I, uh, they're called concubines if you don't want to call them whores. That's the classy way to say it. Uh, I prefer that they don't take the. Ah, now we're talking. This is what we do here, people. Hell yeah. I don't like it when they take the hijab off either, so I hear where you're coming from. All right, uh, let's bring up your next comedian. Made it here from Berkeley despite Berkeley's best efforts. Uh, why don't you guys give it up for Sereni? We're a Sakara. While I make tough stuff up, I'm cool, keep cold, ripping them seeds. I'm hype. Hello. Yeah, there was an accident. People probably died. I don't give a shit. I was looking up if I was going to be here on time. Because I got to get to my open mic spot. Got to test these hot takes out. All right, we're doing it. Comedy. Okay, uh, I'm here to talk about my ex-boyfriend. We all got one of those, right, guys? Hey. What was that? Preach sister. All right, you definitely had an ex-boyfriend. Um, so, you know... There's nothing worse than being embarrassed for someone that doesn't know they should be embarrassed for themselves. <laughs> I was dating uh, a 12-year-old. No, he was a fucking idiot. Like, he's just, it, it's, it's, he's, a, he's a nice dude, has a really good heart, would never actively hurt you. But it's like, like you know, the best way I can describe it is, you know when you're walking on the sidewalk and then someone in front of you just suddenly stops so they can go through their backpack or some shit and you almost run into them. Yeah, fuck that person. Like, they're so unself-aware. Like, the, there's no good reason to abruptly stop. Can you think of a reason? Squirrel. No, you just keep, what, what is a squirrel attacking you? No, there's no good fucking reason. And I figured one out because I do a lot of thinking alone in my room and it's if you shit yourself. That is the only acceptable time to just stop. And I, I thought about it of like, how would you break that to the person behind you? And you go. I'm so sorry, but there is butt nectar cascading down my inner thigh. And I'm like, yeah, buddy, that sucks. Carry on. And then I walk away and uh, never look back because I don't want to be that person. That fucking sucks. It just, he's... I'm trying to think of examples of how someone can just... 
I don't know. It's just the thing is when I met him, he was so sweet. He was so romantic. Uh, just a great dude made you feel like anything was possible. So inspiring. He was like, like dating him was like dating a pyramid scheme. You know what I mean? That's the best way I could put it. Like I had to, he sold himself to me so I could sell the idea of him to my friends and family. You know what I mean? What would that be like? I don't even know. Yeah. The, I think the one thing I'm the most bitter about and most sad about is the fact that when we broke up, like our sex was good. You know what I mean? It was like right when we had gotten to a point where we were clicking and real well and there was like chemistry. It was like like right when we ended, it was like uh it's it was like it was like Tupac's career. Like it was like Club Twenty Seven sex, where it was like we were killing it every single day and then it just ended. Alright, there's a disconnect. Do we not know what Club Twenty Seven is? Do you guys know? No, no, no. Okay, Club 27 is the club. It's, it's a coincidental age where a lot of really popular uh, artists died at the age of 27. We're thinking uh, Jim Morrison, Kurt Cobain, Amy Winehouse, Janis Joplin, maybe, I think also uh, my ex's dick. Just fucking just gone. It's just gone now. Um, it was just frustrating. Like, I finally understand why some women cut their husband's dick off. I get that shit. That was my first serious relationship. Like I, I feel, like I could just see myself in a few years from now. Uh, just, no, you guys would see me on the news actually. And be like, <laughs> it'd be like, local woman severs husband's penis off. And they interview me. They're like, yo lady, why did you Why'd you cut your husband's dick off? He said he was going to use a coaster. Can you fucking blame me? Every single day for 20 years. Is there a happy ending? No. I'm trying to think of one last thing to say about this, this motherfucker. I'm just mad. I'm just mad. Thank you so much. Give it up, heroes. Sorry, everyone. Keep clapping. Keep clapping. She needs the help. Oh, God. He's a pyramid scheme. It sounds more like a timeshare. Uh, you didn't realize how much you had to spend to share with other people. Is that about... Come? No, didn't, that didn't come across right. Never mind. Ignore that. Ignore that wall, you give it up for your next comedian. I don't know him too well, but he's going to make you laugh. James Boswick, everybody. Hate that, twist and change the way I rearrange their brains. Because I'm the Delta. Hi. Um, wow, you guys really seem like nice people up here. Um, you really do. Um, um, so I have I have jokes and uh, you guys are all nice. Um, my um, fr- my friends here, friends were supposed to show up and um, 
so they're not very nice um, so this is a little bit awkward because a lot of these jokes are kind of inside jokes <laughs> so um, I'm just yeah okay um, this is impression um, okay. uh, where's the strawberries okay Wait, I forgot um, where's the strawberries it's my friend Paul He's got long hair. I did that. No, it's you know it would it would have been nice if the friends would have showed up, but they didn't show up. You know, I just I this is the last straw because um, they're so fucking self-absorbed. They're fucking shallow and they're fucking immature. Like earlier today, the only thing that they could talk about is what they're gonna wear for prom next week, and it's like grow the fuck up, okay? And. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I do feel left out of my friends, though. Seriously, like, um, like the other day, we were we were hanging out at their house, and then here, get this. Like, they actually asked me to leave the fucking room. They asked me to leave the room, right? And so I left the room. I don't know why. And so I overheard, and I heard shit like, like cake and balloons and like surprise a few times. And it's like, I know what you were talking about, okay? You were gonna throw a surprise party and you don't think I'm smart enough to help you. It's so fucked up. It's ridiculous, right? <laughs> so it's my birthday next week and um, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna have a fun time. I already bought myself a little present. I got myself a little laptop and uh, it's a good laptop. Um, took me a while to get to it. I was in a coffee shop for like an hour and a half before finally somebody asked me to watch their stuff while they went to the bathroom. And um, I have a laptop because of that. Um, that's a joke. Um, yeah, my friends don't like them. Uh, my, uh, my friend, he actually said, no, he's okay. He said, uh, that he would hook me up uh, his baller car, sell it to me for super cheap because of my birthday. And um, you know what? I was like, fuck you and your condescending offer. Give me that shit for free, okay? I need it. I need it. Um, so it's Friday night. Friday night, Friday night, right? Uh, I did get a, I get, did get a, a notice from a friend. I got a text from a friend. Um, she texts me, and uh, but the only, it's the only time she ever texts me is like on a Friday afternoon, Saturday afternoon, and it's the same thing. I know it's a fucking mass text. I know what you're doing. All right, right. She's trying to give everybody mass text, see what they're doing tonight, and then she can see which one is the best, and then she'll go to that. Right? It's so ridiculous. I'm offended. Right, but my friend, she tries to get real savvy about it. Like she personalizes it a little bit. Like she's like, "Hey, you, haven't seen you since we did that one thing, right? Right?" And then she gets a little deep and says, "Like, it's too bad about that, you know." Dot dot dot. It's like, what the fuck? Wow, you do know. So what's going on tonight? <laughs> All right, thanks. That's it. Propelling, but swelling. No, no, I know. Oh, you're done. Okay. I'm just done. 
Sorry for the confusion. Give it up for James, everybody. That fucking asshole. I have friends. I do comedy. Lottie fucking doll, okay? We have friends too. No. Uh, I was I couldn't get that out. All right, guys, let's give it up for your next comedian. He's a friend. He's a great guy. Make it loud for Max Eddie, everyone. There we go. Give it up for Marty, everyone. There we go. That's good. Uh, are you a comic? You look like you were born in the Zoomies. Like you look, you look like you, you were carried on like a fucking skate deck as a child. <laughs> like you look, are you still in eighth grade? Like I feel like they wouldn't let you get out of eighth grade because he nailed the look. Like it's a uh, no, it's fun. Man. I fucking I like that sweatshirt. It's good. Um, that's uh, doing crowd work at Mutiny Radio. Everybody, here we go. <laughs> Thank you so much. That's wow. That was. That was really disarming. Now how am I supposed to be funny here, Pam? I, God, I gotta keep up this edgy Lewis Black, Chris Pontius kind of thing, you know? There we go. That's the, that's the fucking motivation I need. Okay, what do I wanna talk about? Oh, uh, I wanna talk about uh, my mom. Uh, do you guys have moms? You guys like moms? Anyone like have, like? If you don't, get, get one. They're great. They're sometimes. Actually, a lot of them aren't. Uh, they get a lot of, uh, like, they have a strong brand reputation that is often undermined by their services. But, uh, but mine, mine's all right, though. My, mom, uh, my mom's a nurse, uh, and she wanted to make sure I you know, didn't get sick as a kid, so she made sure I didn't get vaccinated. Um, I don't know if you guys know this. It can cause autism. It's, it's crazy. I was like... Uh, no, that, that, that's a real thing. I'm trying to figure out how to make it a joke, but that is a real thing. My mom is an emergency room nurse at Kaiser Vallejo, and she did not vaccinate me. Um, and I feel, like I've, cause I feel like what she said to the doctor was probably something along the lines of, I don't give a shit if he gets polio. I want him to be able to talk to people, which is, uh, I'm going to say funnier later, but that's a funny premise, so I'm good with that. Uh, no, honestly, like... When I confronted her about it. I'm like, wait, you're a nurse. Like, it's your job to keep people not sick. Why would you not want people to have vaccines? And she was just like, I mean, we've had a president with polio. We've never had, like, a president with Asperger's. And I was like, honestly, for a second, I, I bought it. I was like, oh, sh I could be the next FDR. Nope, nope, nope. Vaccines don't cause autism. That's not a thing. Nope, nope. But she almost got me. She's, she's smart. She's savvy, that woman. Uh, she also t she'll talk to me about her day. Like, you know, like moms will like, you know, talk about work uh, to their kids sometimes. My mom's a fucking emergency room nurse. So she'll say the most heinous stuff to me very casually. Uh, she once, she once <laughs> asked her like, how her night at work was. And she, she said... It was all right. Um, I got into a little fight with Barbara. Also, there was like this homeless machete massacre. And we got like three of them. I was like, that, the order of operations is homeless machete massacre before anything. I don't give a shit about Barbara. I don't give a shit about your workplace beef. Some people got hacked, dude. And not in the computer way. Like literal. God damn. It's 
It's crazy though. I uh, like the, the way I bond with my mom is we watch TV together because she gets to spend quality time with me, and I don't have to hear like opinions. <laughs> she gets to shut up. Uh, like we don't. F- I don't face her problems. We just kind of face the TV. It's good. Uh, her favorite show is a show called Ghost Hunters. Are you guys familiar? Hey, if you're not, um, it's been on uh, Sci-Fi for 11 seasons, 230 episodes, zero ghosts, exactly zero. Provided no evidence that there are ghosts at all, but she loves it. She loves the show. Uh, I watched an episode with her, and this, in this episode, the intro was like, uh, on this week's episode, the hunters go to England to find the ghost of Robin Hood. In case you don't know, Robin Hood, not real. Not real. Not real. Robin Hood's not a real person. Never was a real person. Maybe based on real people. Not a real person. Not a real person. Not a real person. But, but, neither are ghosts. So why the fuck not? Right? Like why not have fun with it? Let's fucking look up the ghosts of fucking, I don't know, Sweeney Todd. See, it seemed like I was bringing up a casual, ridiculous thing. The next episode of Ghost Hunters after that is where they hunt the ghost of Sweeney Todd. Look it up. God damn, I love that show. Oh my god, but um, no, there were there were just so many parts of this, this episode that were crazy. Well, first of all, they did a really smart thing. They had a team of eight people. Two of them were British, so that things sounded real. It was cool. like uh, one of the guys was our tech manager, and he's like, um, "For the hunters this week, we've brought a uh, detector to uh, diagnose changes in electromagnetic fields due to paranormal activity," and I was just like. Oh, that's that's definitely bullshit. But I, I like it felt right. That's good. But uh, and my mom, I, my mom ordered one of those things too. I shit you not. Uh, and uh, it turns out, you guys, I don't want to scare anyone. My cell phone is fucking haunted. It's haunted as shit, dude. Every time, just just specters <laughs> around it. Okay, that's my time. My name is Max Eddie. Max Eddie, everyone. Oh, I can't wait to haunt somewhere when I die. I'm going to be a real fun ghost. I'm going to raise that property value. Like, There's like this ghost in there. He's just wearing like an avocado costume. And he's trying to get drunk all the time. We're moving in. All right, guys. Uh, let's bring up your next comedian. I guess it's uh, the Max Hour because we have a second Max coming up. His name is Max Walkinen, everybody. Thank you very much. Keep it going for Marty, everybody. This uh, Hosting this gig isn't always the funnest, trust me. <laughs> for those of you. <laughs> George gets it because he was here last week. Uh, all right. Cool. Uh, yeah, my name's Max, too. Uh, I'm just going to cut. Yeah. <laughs> Got some fans of the name Max or a fan. Of, yeah. Yeah. All right. I'm just going to come out and say it. I think Purina should make dog food that tastes like homework. Yeah. <laughs> that way kids would have better excuses, you know, like teacher would be like, well, I know how much my chihuahua likes the taste of a book report on Catcher in the Rye. Your story checks out. <laughs> All right. Never, yeah. <laughs> I uh, so recently one of my exes popped up on my Facebook feed, uh, and by one she's really the only one. I don't know why I said one of them. I'm, I don't know who I'm, who am I trying to impress here? Uh, she, her status said, "Note to self: I need to have more self-control and be more disciplined." Now, looking past the redundancy and clunky sentence structure of that otherwise just riveting Facebook post, I was like, "Well, if you post it on social media, it's not exactly a note to self, you know." In fact, it's the exact opposite of a note to self. Like if somebody leaves a comment, is she going to be like, excuse me, mind your own business? 
And I was like, this is Facebook. That's a note to self, your friends, and Cambridge Analytica. I feel like posting a note to self on social media, that'd be like if somebody went streaking at the Super Bowl and they're like, hey, don't look at me. I'm trying to do my naked exercises in private over here. I don't know. I, uh, I've been doing a lot of reading lately. I've found a lot of uh, inspiring stories I want to tell you guys about. Uh, like, did you guys know Benjamin Franklin grew up in a house without electricity? Because he <laughs> invented it, you know? And uh, George Washington wasn't even born in the United States of America. And uh, Mark Zuckerberg used to have real friends. Uh, I don't know. At least George is working the canned laugh machine in the back. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's what they hire him for. He's good at it. I, uh, I'm a big fan of the Despicable Me movie series. I like the Minions. Uh, yeah. That's not the punchline, but I appreciate it. <laughs> all right. This is going bad. <laughs> I should just tell you about all the other stupid stuff that I like. <laughs> <laughs> uh, now I look at the Minions the same way I look at that song Smells Like Teen Spirit by Nirvana I have like no idea what they're saying but I'm still a pretty big fan for some reason I don't, I don't know how that worked out uh, shit what else was I going to talk about <laughs> I, I turned 29 recently I'm getting to the age where a lot of my friends are starting to get married and a lot of the women aren't taking their husband's name which is great you know real slap in the face to our male dominated society if you ignore the fact they're just keeping their father's name, right? It's like, nice try, ladies, but uh, we've been working on this patriarchy thing for quite a while. We're good at it. You're not going to just pull a fast one on us like that. I don't know. Is that what it's like? I say, hey, will you marry me? Yes, but I'm a feminist, so I'm keeping my father's name. He knows best, after all. Or, I don't know. Is that offensive? Like sometimes I'm like, hey, they're just keeping their father's name and someone will be like, how dare you? How dare you point that out? <laughs> I don't know. Another time where someone was like, I really like that joke you made about father knows best. And I was like, what's that? Like, I don't, what's father? I don't know. Apparently I've been referencing a 1950s TV show and I didn't even know it. Like I, my jokes are smarter than I am. I've reached comedy singularity. It's pretty pretty big deal. You guys should be impressed. <laughs> I uh, I was talking to a coworker of mine today. He used that expression: "Those in glass houses shouldn't throw stones." And I was like, if I was if I lived in a glass house, not being able to throw stones would be the least of my concerns. I'd be like, hey, how do I go to the bathroom in private in this house? <laughs> or like, the curtains for this place are going to cost a fortune. I gotta I gotta buy curtains for the floor. People are like, hey, does the carpet match the drapes? I'm like, they're the same thing in this house. And uh, the other thing about living in a glass house is I wouldn't be able to participate in knock-knock jokes. Because my front door is made out of glass. I already know who's there. I don't have to ask. They'd be like, knock-knock. I'd be like, you're an orange. I can see you. All right. Thank you, everybody. Three, four, five, a jam-packed crowd of writers and writers. All right. Give it up for Max, everybody. I want everyone here to be real quiet. There's real audience here. Oh, my God. <laughs> Quick, don't scare them away. Don't tell all your Jew jokes yet. <laughs> Wait till later. Uh, all right, guys. Uh, we have uh, just a couple people left on the list. Is there a Richard Baney? Baines? Barney? No? 
All right, Chris Hobart. I don't think he's here. I think he went to the Giants game with his family. What a wholesome poster that guy was on online. What a nice guy. All right, well, I'm going to give it up for your next comedian. I don't know him, but he's about to know you a little better. Give it up for John Gab, everyone. What's up? What's up, Mutiny? How's it going, Pam? Stoked to be out here. What's up, Warhol? Are you taking a nap? All right, all right. So, I saw something interesting the other day when I was waiting for another mic. While I was waiting, a man dropped an entire order of kimchi that he was set to deliver in the tenderloin. Now, I've seen a lot of stuff living in San Francisco, you know, people shooting up between the webbings of their toes, people smoking crack, all kinds of stuff. But I swear to God, I saw a grown man who was not homeless walk up and eat this kimchi off of the ground in front of me. And then he looked up and made eye contact. <laughs> what the fuck do you do in that situation? <sighs> that was the highlight of my week this week. Oh, man. So, as you can probably tell by looking at me, I get food in my beard a lot. It's always a big problem for me, you know? Because nothing changes the mood faster when you're making out with a girl, like a bit of Parmesan or something from your beard getting in her mouth. Women don't seem to like that. They don't appreciate it, I found. It makes first dates difficult too, you know? Like, once you've taken a girl out and she's seen you with a beard full of ranch dressing, that second date is hard to line up. <laughs> That's true. Do you guys ever have sex in your car? No? You're a liar. <laughs> what kind of car do you drive? Mazda 3S. Oh, dude. That's great. Maserati. <laughs> we got a Maserati driver over here. All right. Is it a two-seater? No. Okay, okay. I was thinking that's going to be some tight, some tight lovemaking. Uh, <laughs> I don't have sex in my car, but I do jerk it off in my car sometimes. I like to do it in the back seat though, you know? It feels more romantic to me. Roll the windows down a bit, put on some smooth jazz. I also drive Uber in case you need a ride after the show later. I will drive you. I will drive you. <laughs> you ever get mad at your fridge for not having any food in it? Like the fridge was the one that spent all of its money on weed and nude Snapchat subscriptions? Maybe that's just me. Maybe I'm just projecting. So I ran into a friend recently at a party. I use the term friend loosely in this situation, but we ran into each other and he pulls out a bunch of acid. Now you look like you probably fuck with some acid, right? Yeah. All right. Do some in your Maserati. Uh, so for those of you that don't, acid can come in a few different ways, right? This particular way was a little angry, merciless bottle of science, a little liquid vial, right? So he pulls it out and he insists that I do some with him. Now, to paint the picture, it's 10 p.m. It's a Tuesday night. I'm not trying to hype up that hard before my drive home, you know? Have you ever driven on acid? Yeah, I don't recommend it. It's not a good idea. It's a lot like playing the game Mario Kart, 
But the mushrooms that you run over for speed boost look suspiciously like children. And they make a lot of noise when you power up. So needless to say, I decline. Uh, but he insists that I, that I take some with me. And I was raised in an Italian household. I don't like to be rude. I usually accept things that people give me. Uh, so I look through my backpacks for something for him to drop this, this acid on. And what do I find in my backpack? A bottle of Tums. Uh, I get heartburn about as often as you would judgmentally assume by looking at me. I know that translates to the, the online listeners very, very well. It is a, a great visual joke for a all audio demographic. But, uh, yeah, so I, I take out a tongue and he drops an absurd amount of acid on it, right? Like, I don't know if he's trying to summon the spirit of Jerry Garcia or what the fuck he's trying to do, but it's preposterous. Uh, so it's taken a while to dry. And I get up to use the bathroom. So when I come back, Tum is gone. So I look at my friend and I ask, hey, what happened to that dangerously dosed Tum that was sitting here? He goes, oh, I put it back in the container for you. Put it back in your backpack. Oh, did you really? So now I have this dangerously dosed Tum in a container full of 200 identical things. Awesome. So I spend the next 10 minutes looking through this thing, right? But I can't tell which one's which. And I'm too broke right now to throw the bottle out. And as I said earlier, I get heartburn a lot. I eat a lot of Tums. So fast forward, I've been eating through this bottle, playing heartburn Russian roulette with myself, <laughs> waiting for one of these bad boys to load themselves up into the chamber, ruin my fucking life. <laughs> gives the term acid reflex a whole new meeting, you know what I mean? All right, guys, that's what I'll leave you with. Give it up for Pam, Mutiny, and your host. Fuck yeah. Jugab, everyone. Fantastic. All right. Well, that has really been our show. You guys are slightly late. I'll keep doing material if you want me to. Uh... That was a, a tepid yes, and that is a, all the encouragement I need. Oh, thanks. That's good. Uh, well, let me tell you a little bit about myself. My name is Marty. I'm a bit of a traveler, actually. I just uh, I went to India recently because I was like, you know what? I need to get out of America. I need to get more cultured. And I did. Uh, my stomach culture uh, is what got cultured. Oh, my God. The international culture clashing with my domestic culture, and the results have been explosive. Oh, boy. Actually, the true story, I did go to Columbia recently. In fact, I just flew black back from Columbia. And boy, is my nose tired. Hey. Seriously, uh, the cocaine's really cheap there, guys. That is no joke. Oh, shit. How could I forget? Get him up here. All right. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's George. Almost killed Marty. Almost killed fucking Marty. That's always fun. I had a couple of things I wanted to work on, so I figured, fucking, since it's such a nice day, I guess everybody was out. I guess, you know, I'll do a couple of fucking things. All right. Uh, the first thing. What am I going to put the mic away for? And I'm done. Okay. Uh, I was thinking of this thing the other day, like, of, like, 
people always talk about getting high. Like, you're like, I got this dangerous shit, like, in my bag and shit. You know, my man's like, hey, you know, I'll die for three days, come back. My man, I knew, I had a friend who starved himself to death. You think you're fucking on this level? My man's on a whole nother level, bruh. Like, I don't even know how you starve yourself to death, right? <laughs> I've, like, I've done drugs and shit to be up for, like, days. I still get hungry, motherfucker. Like, right? He's like a young man. He's like 10 years younger than me. He's a cool dude. I was like, one day I come home, he's like, nah, he ain't here no more. I was like, so what happened? He starved to death. Like, what the fuck? Like, it doesn't even make, it still doesn't make sense, but you know, that's life. <laughs> the, um, was that? I, I, I thought of this phrase today because I was thinking my birthday was uh, earlier this month and um, I thought I didn't Facebook wish me a happy birthday on my mom's birthday because that's the fucking day that I put in as my birthday. So like every fucking May 20th, I get this like, happy birthday, George. And it's like, oh yeah, I forgot. I put in my mom's birthday so they can't like know everything about me, right? So like, I was like, why don't I like this fucking thing? I like I should like right. They're supposed to be nice, and I thought it's the uncanny valley of sincerity. <laughs> you know, it's like I it's sort of recognizable as real, but I, that's why I like oh, I just feel gross. So anyway, that's that one. All right, um, don't care. Like I should care more about uh, space shit. I don't, like, I don't like the movies about space shit, unless it's like Alien or something like that, you know, right? There's exceptions to every rule, I get it. But, like, I don't care about space shit. Don't. Like, you know, I, I like NASA, don't get me wrong, but, like, like space movies and all that shit, go fuck yourself. Uh, it's like the same with, uh, what's that bullshit? Oh, oh, Conan and sword and sandal flicks. I don't give a fuck about a sword and a shield. I used to play D&D, &D, and I still don't want to watch some other asshole, like, play D&D &D for me, basically. You know, like, fuck you, man. I don't watch Game of Thrones. I don't watch none of that shit. Fuck off. Okay. I still want to do a slave comedy. I think it would be funny if you did, like, a three-camera shoot, Roseanne style. Everybody claps, you know, fucking laugh track, all that shit. You know, you could be funny if you wrote it right. You know, it have to, it's easy because it's all in one location. You know, right? It's a one camera. You know, it's a three-camera shoot. They're not going anywhere. Anytime they go anywhere, it's a special episode. Right? <laughs> so, you know, I thought that would be weird. Um, you know. Uh, what's the last couple of ones? Oh, yeah. Things in the department of things that are not things. Karma. Thing that is not a thing. People think it's real because they like circles. They like things that are simple. Hey, this story has a beginning, middle, and an end, right? They don't like Rosemary's Baby as much as fucking Beauty and the Beast because it's like, what, is a baby real? Is it a devil? I don't know. And people don't like that shit. But like, <clears throat> so like people need a button on the end of their shit. Like, well, when I kick that dog, that's why that thing got bad with me right now it's not that you know like if karma was real Aaliyah would be alive and R. Kelly would have died in a plane crash right you know right you know if that shit was real what the fuck oh Phil Hartman would still be alive you know right like karma Dick Cheney wouldn't still be alive right like what what's going on in this world right so like the idea that you can be bad that, that, like, but you should have morals, I think. That's where I think people go wrong. I think that, like, you can be bad. You can lie and shit. You can be shitty. 
But, like, just expect, like, the rest of your life to just kind of be shitty because you're going to be around shitty people, right? You know what I mean, right? Like, it's just sort of a feedback loop. It's not karma. It's just a kind of a natural feedback loop. And then I'll end on this. What can lifesavers do that... (laughs) I was just going to say... I, this my, I, end, I end this every... I know she said that because I end every damn set with this same fucking joke. It's the one joke that's my closer. There you go. It's my one favorite joke. Okay. Um, what can lifesavers do that guys can't? Come in five different flavors. Thank you. Good night. Hell yeah. Coming back from behind the booth, everyone. Give it up one more time for that big man right there. All right, I'm going to stop. Uh, this has been fun, guys. Uh, I hope you guys are uh, around. If you stick around at 8 p.m., we got a show going on. We got five or six fantastic comics. Maybe I'm included. Uh, maybe, I don't know. Um, there's also a guy, uh, some people traveling. Got some New York comics, have some L.A. comics. So it's going to be a real good show. So stick around for that if you're keen. I'm going to go get a drink. Uh, you guys are welcome to join. All right, everyone. Happy hour at Mutiny. It's been fun. All right. Magnetic, a scientist, skilled with knowledge. Once a god, years of college. Accumulated my wisdom and wit. Thoughtful ideas are legit to fit. The rhythm of the tempo. Also, the music more so. Have to move through, soothe, and lose you. Now, ain't it good to you? I'm feeling it. 
Word up, cool keep. Yeah, yeah, yo, yo, more up. Tell them one more time how cool keep this feels. Word up, I like that. One more time, one more time. Now here's a funky beat, my rhyme is updated My soft ducks, I played it once I fight it, jumped on it Girls got stupid, freaks humped on it And from the back, I pumped on it Mostly with skill, top finesse, east to west But I guess I'm right, while others are wrong Trying to teach and using my song along With your wiggity wax, stay back, get back Sit back down and think about it Whenever you're dissing me, you are the roach, the six legs wishing me and pushing me steadily on. Metaphor, better for psyche more. On my tour, brains are sore. I'll be sure I'm fresher. So tell me how I ducks, whack rappers around. In town, never wearing no boots. Toy Valley, Sharkskin suit with a story. And through his auditory, Canal Street is my territory. For gold glory, reaching my hand out. Smack rappers and making them stand outside. Waiting for me to tell them my secret style. And show them how really it's done, my son. Now I'm back to you. And if you're bad, I'll smack you through. A glass of rhymes, shattering. Now you cut up, say what up, shut up. Cause I'm feeling it. What up, you I'm running America about right now. What's up, said Jake? Yo, said you ready to get on top of how you feel? Yeah, word up, watch this, man. I'm gonna do this. I might as well go do this, right? Definitely. I do it. Hello, I'm back again. It's said G, the champion. I'm found your wisdom over all topics. I'm the chief, the general prophet. Top thing, all the ducks who are delirious. About rhyming, I'm more serious like this. With twists, changes. I took time and rearranged this style. Like how versatile. You ask me now, wow. I'm like Chinchin Child. The movie you seen on TV. I'll be numerous, but believe me, I'll chop you up. Batch your brain, rotate your liver. Then I'm gonna give you a fresh rhyme made. Sealed and delivered by me, the manufacturer. Straight out of Attica, I come after you. And if you run, after damage you mentally by using my mind. Choosing adjectives hard to define in rhymes A dictionary word feast from the brainiac I blew your don't be open Hoping you'll say to me that was dope Like an anatomy operation on the turntables Slicing nerves with birds fully enabled Equip with a white handkerchief To wipe away the germs you wanna hang with this ultra smoker Dope man, no joker With the line I wrote and I quote her Cause I'm feeling it One more time, man. Just another boogie down Bronx sure shot. Word up. Four three mission party in effect. To my man Tim South the Valley, my next door neighbor, Hollywood House family. All the whole nine crew, Webster, everybody. Brother Kevin Kev is in effect. Yo, man, Calvin, what's up? The jungle brothers violated the whole family. Have to have lots of cannabis energy. And the swellest way I know to get it is just by using Green Army skincare. Boy, they're just crammed full of cannabis energy. They're more cannabis energy units in one lip balm tube than you use circling the base ten times or when you ride your bike four miles across the city. And it's fast acting. Why, no sooner than you apply some balm to your mouth or pain areas, you practically feel the new strength in your muscles. And what's more, Green Army Skincare is a good, wholesome product. They're made with body-nourishing cannabis and other natural ingredients. So go out there today and pick up some Green Army skincare products from your local cannabis procurement center. Join the Green Army.
Podcast.com. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, we'd like to invite you down to Bender's Bar and Grill in the heart of the Mission District in San Francisco at 806 South Van Ness. We've got great food by our kitchen counter offer, burgers, tater tots, tachos, corn dogs, all sorts of good stuff like that. They're open from opening until 11 p.m. most days of the week, except Saturday. Every Saturday night, we've got live rock and roll, some of the best local bands in San Francisco, and touring acts as well. Come on down, 10 p.m., rock and roll, only night of the week. We have a $5 cover charge, always 5 bucks for live rock and roll. We're open from 4 p.m. until 2 a.m., Monday through Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, 2 to 2. Come on down, have some drinks with us. We've got Whiskey Wednesday, Tequila Tuesday, and we've always got the Steve McQueen special. Shot of bullet bourbon and a can of California lager for 8 bucks. Come down and enjoy our patio. It's open in the afternoon, not really in the evening, but a lot of good folks hanging out back there. Come on down, give us a shout. Drop by the bar, make some friends. Thanks, folks. Bender's Bar and Grill in the heart of the Mission District, San Francisco, California. With a happy hour every Monday through Friday until 7 p.m. Don't miss it. Go to Bender's Bar. Big supporter of the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival 2018. Oh, yeah. It goes down. Come smoke with your boy. Grinder. Spark is San Francisco's premier cannabis dispensary with a focus on serving and educating patients for seven years. Spark is dedicated to creating the best in-store experience with its extensive menu, friendly staff, and one of the few cannabis vape lounges in San Francisco. Spark welcomes you to visit its two great locations as a medical patient or for recreational adult use in 2018. Spark is located at 1256 Mission Street between 8th and 9th and at 473 Haight Street at Fillmore. Both locations are open until 10 p.m. every night. Spark staff looks forward to serving you. Coming at these bitches and all these snitches, hitting switches, going back to riches. Rainbow Grocery, a worker-owned and operated food cooperative located at 1745 Folsom Street in the Mission District of San Francisco. Let's hear what locals have to say about Rainbow Grocery. Their bulk section is dope AF. I love their their variety of cheese and home decor items uh, and this of unique items that you can't find anywhere else. Their cheese section is insane. I love Rainbow Grocery because it's the number one grocery store to shop at when you're having a potluck and need to fulfill everyone's dietary needs. They don't have meat. Rainbow Grocery Cooperative, an amazing San Francisco staple since 1975. For all your space chicken sci-fi comedy non-political humor needs, go to timstesseract.com. Read fiction about the future of San Francisco after the water wars of 2121 in Jane 6.
Ask a Jedi for important life hacks. Eat flesh with the bare exoskeleton Contessa. And check your horror horoscope on Horoscopia. Updated every three parsecs.
listening to Song and Bone at RadioValencia.fm. That was Todd Rundgren with the track Marlene from his Something Anything album. Uh, it's good to be back with you. Happy Sunday. It's a cold and foggy one here in San Francisco. Anyway, I've got a lot of great music packed into the next two hours, so without delay, let's listen. This is Casey Shea. Wake up, grab a brush and put a little makeup. Hide the scars to fade away the shake-up. Hide the scars to fade away the... Why'd you leave the keys upon the table? You wanted to... Here you go, create another fable. You wanted to... But I don't think you trust... Just be 
Swimming through a sea of podcasts. Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of mutiny radio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> Hey everybody, listen to the Weekly Review with Roman every Friday from noon to 2 p.m. This is an unapologetically anti-capitalist program. We interview community organizers, activists, and artists. We talk about ways you can take action right now. So listen in to the Weekly Review every Friday from noon to 2 p.m.
you visual and auditory mind control. For the best graphic design, physical merchandise, and live music promotion, go to www.subliminalsf.com and check out their hilarious t-shirts and super cool bands at clubs and bars all over the Bay Area. Subliminal SF creates amazing flyers, posters, and design for every need. So go now to www.subliminalsf.com and experience what this wonderful local business has to offer. Good evening there, my friends, here at MutinyRadio.Evan. Chester Cashcock here, and giving you my love and regard as well as movies over there. And uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that any time I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. I mean, if anyone who knows anything about comedy knows that Pamtastic's books the best of San Francisco and Beyond's underground comics. It's a great showcase, and they have a fun time at Pamtastic's Deep in the Mission District, where you can laugh off your tushy for a mere $5 every Friday to 10 p.m. And I laugh because $5, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with. So to laugh it off for a mere $5 is indubitious. But if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, well, don't even worry. Don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show and giggle in the comfort of anywhere. Like your Aspen summer home on the mountain ridge with the kayak feeling. So all you got to do is just go to podcastics.pcrcollective.org slash comedy clubhouse. Or you can listen live every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. as your host Pam Benjamin brings you the best comedy from San Francisco and beyond the universe. And what's better than the universe? It's a cash cock, honey. (laughs) Well, hello, boys and girls. You know what a password is. That's a secret word that soldiers would use to get past the sentry and up to the front. Well, here's a password that gets you up to the front in all the right places. It's cannabis energy. It seems the faster you go, the more cannabis energy you need. So if you want to win, you have to have lots of cannabis energy. And the swellest way I know to get it is just by using Green Army Skin Care. Boy, they're just crammed full of cannabis energy. There are more cannabis energy units in one lip balm tube than you use circling the base ten times or when you 